0: Hey guys, it's Mary Ashley. So because we're gonna be hanging out watching the dating project this week, Tuesday, April 17th, I thought we would re-release our interview with Megan Harrington. She was writer and producer on this documentary. And you all can get a little refresher on what it's about and how it came together. Once again, we can get you a ticket if you email us at men Podcast at gmail.com. We're gonna be at the AMC16 in Burbank and it starts at seven. And if you're not in the LA area, go see it anyway. Alright. On to the interview with Megan. Welcome to the Fishers of Men podcast, brought to you by us at So Much Media. I'm Mary Ashley Burton. I'm Laura Samara-Sams. This podcast is about relationships and your walk with Jesus.
1: It's about the true stories of Christian men and women's struggles with chastity, sex, marriage, and relationships in a post-Christian culture. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Fishers of Men. Today we are talking with filmmaker Megan Harrington at the beautiful Empower office in Santa Monica overlooking the ocean, the pier, the just beautiful... View that you have very distracting, <laughs>
0: but, but
1: here we are. We wanted to talk to Megan today about a project that she did called the Dating Project. Of course, our podcast is about dating and relationships, and this was a, a documentary that you've had in the works for three and a like, half. Four. Three, okay, uh, yeah. Long, so from, from beginning time. concept to to
2: now, that's to amazing.
1: You had a screening last weekend, mm-hmm. downtown film festival, LA. I took my husband and we both really, really loved it. And, of course, Mary Ashley and I saw a rough cut of it mm-hmm. about yes, a, year a, it a year and a half and ago. It was a year and a half ago. And it's different. Oh, is it? And it's it? a little mm-hmm. different. Yeah. So I would love to just talk to you about the genesis. Uh, we would love to find out about the statistics and the research that went into it, what mm-hmm. you found. Mary Ashley and I love to talk about this stuff, so mm-hmm. we're super excited that there is an actual documentary that kind <laughs> of shows us what the state of humanity is when it comes comes to this stuff. What I really appreciated about it and I'm sure Mary Ash can say the same is that though you're coming at it from just being a person of faith, you came at it with a um, more open dialogue. Didn't matter about like the faith piece mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. It's just kind of what are people talking about when they talk about dating? Do mm-hmm. we know what dating is? It's hilarious because it just made me think about the first episode that we did on What is Dating where no one knew <laughs> what was happening, what to say, and you kind of affirmed that right. in Dr. Mary right. as well. You found the same thing. So, good. But, yeah. but also bad. <laughs> but but yeah. very bad. Good bad. So, please, introduce yourself. Let us okay. know about the project
2: and all the players that went into it and the genesis of how it came to be. Great. Well, thank you both for having me. Excited to be here thank you. again. <laughs> and a lot has happened since our last visit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the film was an idea that Catherine Fowler, she's also a producer, <laughs> and I came up with because there was an organization looking for pitches of documentary pitches. So John Shepard, who is also a producer and president of Empire Pictures. They were looking for pitches. So we said, oh, you know, she had done a date in every state, television idea. And we thought, well, we don't want to do reality. But then we said, dating. Because single women talk about dating, talk about men. I think men do it too, but they are less likely to probably admit (laughs) those Mm -hmm. conversations. And we went to a dinner party with 14 women. And two of them were married, and I think the rest were single and actually had not even been on a date. And these were women who... You seemingly have their stuff together, you know, um, I think most of them were Christian women, but just, and and just full of life, Mm -hmm. and really wanted to find somebody, and so Catherine and I were like, why is that happening? Why are all these people not able to find somebody else, and what does that dating world look like, because... We personally had stories and we also just knew people who had stories as well. That were just. Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. No, if you're single and you're recently married, congratulations. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) You're out of this, but but you have to keep dating and marriage. Yes. So so we decided, so we brought on John Sipity, who's the director, and he's also the editor, and he is just an incredible young man. And I sound like an old lady. But (laughs) he, he is young and he was just so mature and he interacted so well. With the datables, with the different people in the film. Wait, so can you explain that a little bit more? Sure. About with the structure of the film and... Yep, yep. So what when we decided, let's pursue this, we wanted to get archetypes. We wanted to get different archetypes that we could address that are coming. So the career woman, mm-hmm. the person just out of college, kind of unsure what to do in the next steps, mm-hmm. and college. And the extended adolescence, which is our 40 or 40-something, mm-hmm. that options, expectations, that sort of, what, what do all those archetypes, what, what are they facing? What is their world like, and why is it that mm. way? We originally just wanted one college student, and we found Carrie Cronin, who is a professor at Boston College. She gives a dating assignment every February. And uh, Catherine's sister, Mary, Mary Colleen, had found an article and said, hey, this person, she would be great. She's doing this. You can kind of see the world. And she turned out to be a, a wonderful through line mm-hmm. of showing at, at this early stage of college, they just really don't. It's hookup, mm-hmm. And there's not another option. So she's presenting another option. So we casted her. And they did the college kids said, I want my friend to do it, too. Mm-hmm. So they did it together, which turned out good, because there was a male and a female. Mm-hmm. So then we set about just seeing what those different worlds were like. Again, John was the director. Cheyenne was the editor. He's also amazing. Executive producers, Chris Donahue and Mary Beth Sprose from Paulus. And Paulus acquired the film in January, and they have been amazing. They have just been so good about uh, allowing us to make... Uh, edits that we wanted to make and empowering you know, um, to kind of go forward and, and do what you think is right and then they get great notes. Like I said, John Shepard just a producer, Tina and David Siegel are executive producers, and Steve McAviti, of course, is also an executive sure. producer. Mm-hmm. Right. And David Bolin was the cinematographer, the DP, mm-hmm. and he and John just, if, if you're looking for a DP, editor, those guys just really, they work so hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They work so hard. We were very lucky. Can I go and ask
1: about your casting process? Yes.
0: That was <laughs> the question. Why didn't you call us? Yes, you can. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. What were you thinking? <laughs> um,
2: it's very funny. So Chris, I knew. Chris is in his 40s. Mm-hmm. And he, we were at a New Year's Eve party. And Catherine and I were already in the process of developing the idea and the archetypes. And, and he's like, Megan, you know, I kind of feel like I'm ready to commit or... Marriage. I mean, just he was seeming different. I was like, oh, <laughs> you're kidding. That's crazy. So I went home, and I said, Catherine, I think Chris, we should think about Chris for this mm-hmm. extended adolescence. Um, I hate to say man-child because it sounds so terrible, but that is, he did a play, and he re- referenced yes. it, that yeah. as well. Yeah. And then Rashida is uh, the African-American girl from New York. Mm-hmm. But her story is very crazy. She's very Christian, mm-hmm. and she's our one character who really that is how she leads life Mm -hmm. and and, and tries to live. Well, we had another girl in South Carolina because we wanted someone in the South, and she was in a smaller town in the Mm -hmm. South. But three weeks before filming, she all of a sudden was like, ah, you know, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time. And we just had, like, red alert. Okay, we can't. Something's not right. We're going to get there. And she... It it was... Well, clearly it was divine intervention because we sent an email out that night to just a whole group of people were like, hey, do you know anybody in that's African-American in the South and career-driven? Like, Gave a little blurb of what we were looking for. Well, it came back, um, a friend in Texas said, I don't know someone in the South, but Rashida is in New York and she fits kind of that. Mm-hmm. So we called Rashida and she said, oh, you know, this is really weird. I just finished a 40-day prayer promise mm-hmm. where I was fasting and praying for my men and women in my life so they in the relationships in the dating world, and said so I didn't know what God was going to do with that. Wow! And, yeah, then we called, and I'm like, "This is God. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, your Here's, your Here's your answer. Here's your answer. Here's what you're supposed to do." <laughs> <laughs> so we talked to her, and and we had to make that decision of while we wanted a smaller or, or southern, you know, different kind of because we have big cities. We have sure. Yeah. We said we got to go with her because. That seemed like a big hint. That yes. Said. And she also was just great. And yeah. she really oh, was career-driven. Yeah. And kind of going, what you know, can, just couldn't find anybody. Yeah. Right. So the other two, the college kids, Shanti, so Professor Cronus, Cronin introduced us to them. Shanti was on board in the beginning. She's like, fine. And then she said, let's see if Matt will do it as well. Yeah. And then they both did. And... That's how we ended up with those two. Cool. Oh, excuse me, Cecilia. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Oh my say, gosh, yeah. she is such a sweetheart. Everyone loves her. She's adorable. Yeah, she's she's so... that sweet in person. We yeah. came, and and they all were. She had cookies we got there for <laughs> filming. <laughs> she just bakes cookies, and she. we sent a note on Facebook because I have a friend who is from Monterey, and we said we're looking for a Latino, but she, we wanted it to be a militant Latino. She was supposed to be the career girl. Yeah. That was... But it just turned out that wasn't Mm -hmm. the case. She was more like, "Oh, I'm kind of lost Mm, in this in this world of just being done with college." And so we interviewed, phone interviewed. We got a few people back. Monet, our friend from Mexico, said, "Here's some ladies. They're in Chicago." Yeah, and we talked to Cecilia and we talked to two other. The two other girls were in a relationship. And he said, "Oh, we can't. We really want them to be single. Mm -hmm. If they've been out a couple times, whatever. But no boyfriend." Although we did want a character in it who was dating. It, it, there was too many people. Yeah. So that's how we found her. Just friend, It was like the seven degrees that's of separation. So cool. yeah. And here's what we're looking for. And then people sent ideas. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just perfect, each of them in the way that they... How did you come up with the archetypes? Oh, so many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, when we were doing it, I guess, looking at the world and kind of what what we're being told and how we're being told to live. And yeah. when one woman say, you know, I woke up at 30 and I'd always been focused on my career. And I was like, oh, what was I doing? Yeah. What did I want? Yeah. So to explore that woman who is working and that's her focus, but she also wants a relationship and like, how do you, you can't do everything. At least not at once. Right. Yeah. And we but we're mm. told we can, you know, oh, you can have it all. Or that we should. And that we should. <laughs> and it's yeah. just taking a step back and going, well, it's not possible. That doesn't mean you can't do everything, mm-hmm. but you can't do everything well. Mm-hmm. You have to pick certain things or focus on certain areas of your life. So, when we started to look at, you know, the the, the man child, that is a typical one because yeah. as mm-hmm. women, you know, you're yeah. like, hey, why aren't these? we've all dated one, <laughs> right, right? <laughs> at and least, one. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. and college to we we were originally kind of wanting that party boy, frat guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel. Sh- uh, Shanti ended up being a little more, you know, she was that she wasn't a party boy, frat guy, but she was more fun and going to parties and yeah. kind of like that was. But she hookup culture, she, right, yeah. right. So we just wanted to explore what we thought, viewing outside and looking up, what, you know, articles and, and reading different things. Okay, well, what what would people want to see? Mm. But also, we were single. Yeah, yeah. And and we're experiencing it. In fact, Catherine got online while we to do market research quotes wow. and because she wouldn't have got online and i should have done it um <laughs> i'm happy for her we got done with chris up in san francisco with his mother which oh, was
1: which was my husband's favorite part
2: it, of the entire it, documentary it gives me goosebumps it, it is a lot of people's and that woman was hit by a, a dwalla truck in her car not long before where she was in the hospital she was a 90 she was 90 at the time
0: yeah wow. and
2: in a brace and you know kind of in the hotel room and or sorry in the hospital and i guess her daughter said mother you must still have something left to do that you didn't die because you really got hit wow at and and 90 i said well it must have been. i said to chris her son i said well it must have been the documentary <laughs> Because <laughs> she really is everybody's mm-hmm. she's if so not the favorite, best. she's right up there of that moment. Yeah. That moment. Yes. That really makes you think. Um
0: I, Can I, we reveal makes, what that moment is or is that a spoiler?
2: No. No, I don't think it's a spoiler. No. Um, just just her perspective on how yeah. life was. Yeah. And how I it think, just doesn't make sense anymore. But she's she's not. <sighs> I think it's, judging either
1: it, yeah and it speaks to i think the longing of our hearts that we hate to admit that like we do long for that kind of old-timey mm-hmm. much simpler way of the clear cut of like okay dating like i know what's happening i know what's going yes. on versus today where you don't know what's happening i love how the professor did the three stages of dating and even just re-watching that being so grateful of like okay somebody's spelling it out like it's out there but no one wants to really mm-hmm.
0: apply that to their lives and it makes or it. not everybody knows it, it and yeah. has the same understanding yeah. yeah yeah can we go into that well Catherine any, oh, I'm going to wrap that final thought yeah, yeah, is Catherine yeah. is
2: married yeah <laughs> she got in the car after we left Catholic Christmas successfully. a match successfully yes right? yeah. so she, I'm driving the van I look back okay. and Catherine has sorry Catherine has sunglasses on and I think she's I'm like is she crying and she just said, I opened my heart. I was like, no, I, w- I don't want to be um, later single. I, I, I'm open to it. And, I, and he had been trying to message her, and she responded back, I think on the way back. And now they're married, and she's having a baby in November.
1: Wow, wow. this was all within the start of this project, Correct. the genesis of the project. Nearly one
2: of the first shoots.
1: Amazing. And wow. they
2: would go home and talk about the questions we asked the dateables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So their relationship went deep. Because they're having the same conversation that we're having with the people we're talking to, which is the conversations at certain levels mm-hmm. you should be having.
0: And they did it long
2: distance? No, he he was in San Diego and then he oh. moved up to LA. Oh okay. And For now her? they live in Charlotte. Yeah. Wow! Mm. I know, I know. It's sweet, and she's just so wonderful. I could not be happier. Ah, I yeah. love love. I do too. <laughs> I do too. <laughs>
0: I'm still searching. <laughs> okay, so can we talk about uh, the professor then? Because what's interesting about the professor and Marianne yeah <laughs> it's a little talent, dating yourself right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay it so was interesting about the professor that you have in the documentary is that she gives a dating assignment Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and kind of like what you were talking about laura she has a really like very well-defined theory about mm-hmm. dating so mm-hmm. could you talk a little bit about that
2: yes okay so it was so funny being in the classroom with, or i was watching the classroom, is the kids were all writing down the dates when it's just two people. You know, you have questions. What she does is she says, you know, you have to ask ask them out in person, and that takes courage because now everything is texting. You has to be 90 minutes or less, 60 she recommends, uh, (laughs) no drugs or alcohol, $10 or less, which you can, you know, I don't know where you could go for that. Maybe like not in LA. <laughs> not or, not, not even Bus a cup of coffee. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe of you can have a Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then have three or four questions, and you ask, you pay. And the questions she really stresses, which I also think is good, is appropriate to the level of date you're on. Yes, yes. like where are you from? Of... Not like you know, how, you how know. many babies? How you have many yeah, babies? Exactly, no, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Mary Ashkin to <laughs> fill us on <in, laughs> what yeah, not uh, to do. I, no, I heard <laughs> some doozies on this uh, throughout this process, and I was like, what? Why are you even saying that?
0: And does she have an opinion on like how long should you be if you meet online, for example? How long should you be texting and stuff before you start? She
2: doesn't go into that, but I do oh. have an opinion. Okay, I what is your opinion? opinion? Yeah. You're 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 on there to date. Mm-hmm. Not to be, to find out everything. Set up a time to meet in person. Yeah. And go out and find out if you like each other. I think too much, you're like b- becoming pen pals when the right. reason you wanted to do is, so I would think it'd be only to really set up an in-person meeting. Yeah, I, my own opinion. I affirm that. I think I that is that actually, yeah. yeah. It should have a plan, just like anything else does.
1: It's like you can meet anywhere. We keep saying this on the podcast. You can meet anywhere, but after that, like, go on an actual date. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. And be okay with saying that, and it's rejection. And that's what the professor said if she wrote a book. Well, hopefully she will be writing a book, but it would be on breaking up. Mm -hmm. Because the rejection and the fear of not knowing how to do that or how to have somebody say no, or somebody say, I, I don't, I'm not interested in you, but having the courage still to, to ask. And that's what you, that's what I love. Oh, well, one of my favorite things too, is after three dates, if you don't know that you like somebody romantically, cut them loose. Cut them loose. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, you could go, well, I disagree with that. That's fine. You could disagree with 90 minutes, which I think is actually a good idea. Or, but at least have your own plan right instead of just string the other person yeah. along
1: and yourself yes because maybe you're it's five living. dates yeah
2: maybe but mm-hmm. it's not for it's not months yeah and that's what I love personally wish I would have had this sort of thing when I was younger yeah yeah okay here's how you should approach it and it's simple and it's not uh, sure you know I am Catholic but it's not a religious thing it's like okay well here is here's a way to approach relationship yeah if you care like do these simple things yeah
0: and yeah well so kind of on that topic I know you all did a lot of research in the prep for this Mm -hmm. and uh, you know kind of what we were talking about is you found out that nobody knows about dating (laughs) so can you also enlighten us on some of the other things that you
2: all found uh, when you were doing yes well On Barnes & Noble, if you search dating books, there's 9,952 choices. There's 54 million online users. One thing I I think we found in in research is that whole idea, too, of the fairy tales and the love stories and how love is supposed to look. I wouldn't call that a statistic, but I feel like a lie that's perpetuated Mm. a lot of broken hearts of how love's supposed to look. Like even Fifty Shades Darker which their final one comes out the same time it's our film in February.
0: Oh, fine. I know, <laughs> I know. Irony. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> but it says every fairy tale has a dark side. That's their tagline. And it's just that the innocence that has been stolen from people and culture about, like, can't you just have a love story that... 50, every fairy tale has a dark side? That's sad. It used to yeah. be fairy tales were wonderful and you aspired and sure maybe they were unrealistic but sure that's kind of you know oh don't sleep with him till the third date that's the book of all the rules and i think everybody has heard that you know there's (sighs) don't sleep with him till the third yeah 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 and and it's true sadly i'm not going to blanket statement this but that is a big issue Mm -hmm. the when you are going to sleep with somebody and when and if you're not it, it sometimes is like oh well i can't really do that so i'm out um, oh yeah, even in the Christian uh, world. Yeah, even in the
1: Christian world. <laughs> and yeah. that's, that is. That was the something. most sad.
2: Another sad thing. That, yeah, the thought, oh, if we can't figure it out, how could, how could anybody else go? To, oh, look how they're living their relationship. I aspire to that. It's kind of like in this area, we're just as confused. Oh no, oh, and yeah. it's a confusion God. because the world's coming at you with.
1: So much. Right. Well, I really appreciated that about the professor's level one, two, and three. Because she talked about going on dates. Mm -hmm. You can have multiple people that you're going on dates. But as soon as you exchange fluid and fill in the blanks to what that means to (laughs) you. But kissing or otherwise, then you're like dating. And that should imply some sort of exclusivity, at least for a time, until you figure out that you do want a relationship. And I think that really is where people have gotten mm. heartbroken because women especially in the world are going to be sleeping with men thinking like okay i'm going to secure your affection for me or commitment to me because oh we're sleeping together and mm-hmm. assuming yeah. a certain amount of commitment and then the men are just like no nah, i was like this is level one dating or whatever yes there's no clear distinction but i appreciated that she laid that out because that would make sense in theory but if no one knows how to do that then
2: no one knows how to do that no and it should be like she said in the there's there used to be social scripts for all sorts of right. things yeah. and even 1950 PSAs have you guys ever watched them yeah <laughs> they're so funny but the, the PSAs were for social issues and so it was dating and it wasn't just going on dates it was how to act at a party it was manners and I think we've lost that and I think that Dating, and I've said this before, but I think it's one of the biggest social justice issues of the time mm-hmm. is that ability of relating with another and how do you do that. And it may be family, romantically, but we we seem to struggle on how we are supposed to treat people.
0: Yeah. Which is
1: the saddest thing because as one of the Christian tenants, like, treat others as yep. you treat
2: yourself, love one another more than yourself, and we you don't do that. No, and in this area, it's... It's so key to so many other things
1: mm-hmm.
2: of, of if we said, should I be doing that? Would I want that done to my sister or brother or, you know, if we related it to them being, I guess, you know, really made in the image and of, of God, what does that mean? Mm. If but someone is.
0: Yeah, but we're also confused about how we should be treated too. You oh, know, that, was huge, oh, that was a huge, that was a huge thing
2: for the self-worth. Yeah. Yes. Of, of it's so chipped away like she says in the film it just gets chipped away the world just makes you think well maybe is that well, all it, i'm good for mm-hmm, is yeah. that all that i'm worth mm-hmm, yeah of taking that back mm-hmm. and all of that can be
1: found in scripture one of the things i mean we're both writing hmm. books on the various topics at Great. Great. <laughs> and one of the things that i'm focusing on is just the misplacement or displacement of scripture as an authority in our lives. And this is to Christians, of course, but if we can just embrace scripture about like what does, you know, marriage look like, what does mm-hmm. being single look like? And then even just fundamentally, what does mm-hmm. how does God see me? Valuable, made in the image of God, fearfully and wonderfully made, we've lost that. And yeah. it starts with the mm. value we place on ourselves mm-hmm. and allowing ourselves to be mistreated or dishonored. Men and women, right? yeah. It, it all starts from the authority or lack of authority that we place in Scripture, and we don't trust it. I mean, there's so many yeah. things that can be said around that, but that I think even within the Christian world, because it's been in the Christian world where we are mistreating each other in this way, which is so sad because, like you said, Megan, it, you know, if people can't look into the Christian community and see that we are doing it differently or better, why are they going to trust doing anything else better? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a big thing, dating.
2: Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's bigger than I thought. And then there's, I mean, I already thought it was big, but there's so many mm-hmm. components of now with the sexting issues at the younger age. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Just gosh. the younger and younger this. This, this, this sexuality and the pressure around it is, is affecting younger and younger ages. And what we wanted to do with this is, yes, we're both Christian filmmakers, Catherine and I, John is. We wanted to just make a film about dating and, and mm-hmm. meet people where they were, and yeah, here right. it is. You know, that, but that's what we wanted to lead with is, here's this, this world. It leads to people living in this world. And yeah. there is value in other ways of living. Mm -hmm. And that's shown through Rashida or the struggle. Mm -hmm. The struggle is real. Like she says, it's a real struggle.
0: Yeah.
2: And we need each other. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Can you talk a little bit about the misconceptions uh, that you found that uh, a lot of people have when they're dating and they... Because I I think wrapped up in this whole self-worth issue is that sometimes we try to make ourselves into someone that we think another person wants Mm -hmm. without Mm -hmm. being really authentically ourselves because we have a really like warped perception of what somebody else wants. Mm. And that's part of the problem with Christian dating is that we are afraid to be authentic Mm -hmm. and to really even admit who we really are. So can you talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about those misconceptions, that
2: kind of thing? So the misconception of...
0: Like, as a of woman. Of, like, what people are actually
1: looking for. No one oh. wants to date a, oh, a yeah. career woman or a nice guy's finished last.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that wasn't even even with Shanzi. So Shanzi mm. in the film is talking about, well, there's this guy. I like him. He's great. And he's husband material. And I'm going to put him over here. But I don't want to date him right now. And that idea of, for guys, like, what does it mean to be a good guy? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to like put yourself out there in a way that is attractive and why don't girls like me and I don't know how many times probably or I can speak to myself like why is that guy like why don't they ask out anybody in our community (laughs) Like, what's going on Uh, how you're supposed to be and if it's okay to say certain things and even Rashida too of she just didn't believe that a that a guy existed that was gonna uphold what she wanted how she wanted to live because when she told him and then through the course of it she realized no he is like God's raising him up. Yeah. He's out there. I just have to be myself. And I don't even think I'm answering your question. But I will say <laughs> that I think I do, a lot of people do feel like they have to maybe in certain ways not be themselves. And how probably for a lot is what we did find is a lot of people did not want to admit if they had not been with someone ever. Hmm. And mm-hmm. and I think that could be one thing of where people maybe don't want to say exactly What they think on the physical level. Yeah. Because if they're, if they're afraid they might scare somebody off. Yeah. So instead of being true to... No, again, I, that should not come up in your level one date.
0: Well, it's on my profile. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: but that's for good reason, though. Well, yeah, because I was because... getting...
0: And even then, I still get the
1: most crazy messages, you know. Yeah. And then it becomes a mission for somebody to, like, deflower you.
2: <laughs> no, you're, you're... you're It's true. Yeah, you, uh, and it's... Like, the weirdest... Oh, well, that's well, going that to be a challenge. It's like, challenge? Why is it a challenge? <laughs> Cruel <Cool> intention. <laughs> Yes. Ugh. Oh, weird. 90s movies. Weird. <laughs> and no, you can put that on. That's, I think, where I started to realize, because we talked to these other girls that said, well, I just told them right away I wasn't going to sleep with them. And that's just, I go, why are you having that conversation on your first date? That's so weird. And this was early on. And then later, it's like, oh, because you feel like you have to. Yeah. You feel like you just need to get it out of the way. And that's, that's a sad, pass Well, because for stuff. some guys,
0: even if you meet up in person, that for them means oh, we're probably going to sleep together. Yeah. You know, and like, because you've been texting and whatever. And so by the time you finally get to the stage of meeting in person, like I had this guy last year who we had been texting and he was like, oh, like your girlfriend material and everything like that. And he was like, but, you know, I really want to go out and have a good time with you. So could I stay at your place? Because he lives in Huntington Beach, which is like probably an hour and a half from where I live. And I was like, no, you can't stay at my place. <laughs> Does <it smell> you? <laughs> yeah. And he was really fighting me on it. He was like, come on. Like, I just want to have a good time. I was like, well, we don't have to drink. Yeah. You know, to have a good time. And he was like, no, but I want to enjoy it. But I don't want to drive all the way back. And I was like, you could sleep in your car. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. And I'm just like, no. Like, you'll never see me.
2: That's you what's know. so sad to me is yeah. that pressure. Mm. Yeah. And that someone else may not be as strong as, say, oh, well, okay, maybe you could just... Like, also, what the heck's wrong with him? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with a guy who, gentlemanly, would buy a hotel? Don't make it your problem. Right. Yeah. But that's not your yeah. problem.
0: And also, but, like, when I was younger, I would have probably been like, oh, I don't want to be mean, and I don't want to want
2: guys yes. to see me as a, you know, be yeah Right.
0: Yeah. And so, like, oh, like guys that are like that also get manipulative you know with the pressure and everything like that like, like oh why are you being so mean and you know yeah. like I'm just you know this is just normal and whatever and they try to convince you that you're the problem like you said yes. you know and, and you're mm-hmm.
2: not mm-hmm. Yeah. and that's actually a huge indicator that it's wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you're like right. but I don't feel good about Yeah, this. yeah <laughs> right. you just pressure, but me it takes so
0: long this. to even like it's a whole process to even trust your
2: gut you yeah. know yeah and only to get to that point where okay this is now weird right
0: and also the point where you're well you have enough self-confidence that you're like i don't need that attention you know i can just say no
2: and you know she's so good carrie cronin too when she says i don't know if she says in the film but she does say it when we talked to her you are worth somebody 60 minutes Mm -hmm. like you as a person you are worth it you are worth that time thought that's such a good thing for people to to know that you are even if someone doesn't want to go out with you and she says you know move on ask somebody else when it comes time to don't you don't have to feel you are worth that yeah and that was that was good Mm -hmm. because like what you're saying you start to feel a little like oh then you start compromising yeah and then pretty soon you're like wow well and then some people too
0: there's a whole group of people that believe
2: oh women are just too picky and that's the whole
0: problem and that women should be settling and so I ha- had that on my mind a lot, especially, like, in my 20s, where it's like, well, I just need to give everybody a chance, and then I would put myself in really compromising situations, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And
2: it's like, it turns out I learned the lesson, like, no, don't settle. You don't have to settle. No. There's certain <laughs> things that when they say that, or books, I think when they say that, it's, not talking, you know, that gets taken to the extent of, well, just settle for anyone. Right. It's, there'll be compromises. What ones are important to you, not just, well... There he's breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Better grab him. <laughs> yeah, grab him last shot. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is it. <laughs> well, you know, I do have a couple of the uh, statistic brain. Yeah. Yes. So men lie most about what? What what would you guys guess? There's there's three. Um how much they make?
0: Yeah. Salary, Ooh. income. So, yeah. Um,
1: how many relationships have they had? No.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Do Age? One, yes. Age? And the third okay. one is funny, and Cecilia mentioned it, and I'd never heard it, of it before this. Okay. It's what? Height.
0: Uh, you know what? Actually, yeah. I, Height? I have, yes. I've experienced that s- several times where it's like, I'll start talking to a guy through online messaging or whatever, and they're like, I have to confess something. I'm short. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay. Or actually, yeah, I just looked at this guy's profile the other day and he put height as like seven feet tall or or like seven, eight or something. I was like, I'm going to go ahead and assume that's a mistake. You're lying. No, no, thank you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I know the height one in Cecilia. It's mm-hmm. not in the film. But she's like, and they always lie about their height. And I was like, <laughs> what? And then when I found yeah, that, I was like, oh, I, that's yeah, true. I've, I've met several guys that are very self-conscious about it, which is it a thing. Be. I, I think I can understand that from a man's point of view. I understand mm-hmm. lying about it because it's like lying about your weight. Well, you're going to get there. Yeah. You're going to see it. Yeah. You're going to know. So what about women? Women lie most about, you'll get a couple uh, of these. Weight. <laughs> right. Age. Yes. yes. Um... The, the, the third one is similar to the physical build, which I think is... Oh,
0: like curvy like, or not. Oh,
1: yeah. 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 Oh. So that's that's what the third one is, curvy...
0: Uh, not curvy. A physical <laughs> build. Physical, a physical build. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. So Megan gave a, a talk on the dating project and on dating in general at a Theology on Tap this summer... And it
2: was hilarious. So we did an aud- it's an audience poll, and it is it's from Statistic Brain, I believe. Um, so I didn't make these up myself, uh. <laughs> but you would have thought I did. The way people <laughs> yeah. reacted right. to no, that's not right. I'm like these are not my statistics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. girls prefer do they prefer nice guys, bad guys, blend of both, <laughs> and any man I can get. <laughs> <laughs> I say nice guys. Okay. I say nice guys. That's that's the first. Bad guys were only fifteen percent, mm. and that's the perception. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's it is how you talk about reality becomes reality when yeah. it's not true. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's what it like, It's What's been happening when
0: you become convinced of something for so long, then you're you
2: just operate with that truth. <laughs> you know yes and, <laughs> and then you find out oh that's not I mean this yeah. guy. this is where the guys got mad they're like well, no they well, prefer the bad guys yeah okay so what because they're the nice guys yeah, that are going nobody like, like exactly because they're the nice guy and they're like this is not true this is not or they experience. think they're the nice guy right, right. right. and right. then this is a reason like the whole
0: oh no one likes nice guys that's a reason for them to be able to blame the victim or to to play the victim that's like a reason for them to be able to blame something other than themselves i think tell the story you know okay yeah, yeah. so when you when
2: you said the statistics <laughs>
0: so there so was gonna... one guy in particular that took great umbrage with this and just did not believe it and he's like this is just not true Girls do not like nice guys. There was a woman there who just was like, you know what? If you believe this, that means that you are not a nice guy. If, if you think that you're being a nice guy and, and no one likes you, no, no one on likes you, you, you're you just not a nice guy. That's just the reality. <laughs>
2: that was so great. Yeah, the woman at his table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, I just hate to inform you. So but everybody was kind of like, hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know? It sparked um,
2: some. And then the women's one yeah. was... Uh, also no, no, sorry, guys prefer the modern career girl, the girl next door. The hottie. What, what, what percentage? Mm, the hottie. I would say the hottie most. That's the least. Mm. This was also controversial yeah. and surprising. <laughs> of course, modern, we we're, we were going to say that. The modern <laughs> career girl. Yeah, that is hard they for me, preferred. I believe. Yeah. That's what
1: guys preferred. I think the kind of that da- guy that I would want to date would prefer. Yeah, that. yeah.
0: I mean, I do have like because I look at a lot of they profiles. Want two <laughs> yeah, they want two <laughs> or they want a sugar mama you want a challenge, <laughs> or sugar mama. <laughs> yeah, um, no, but I do look a lot of, at a lot of online profiles, and guys do put that in terms of what they're looking for, and like I want someone who is independent and has their own thing going on, um, you know. But Not then clean. they also want someone. I don't know. A lot of guys put on their profiles like. I want someone who's like so happy to see me at the end of the day and will give me a massage.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, well, what? You know, that seems so. I'm tired at the end of the
0: day too. Yeah.
2: Like <laughs> no, how about you're gonna, me gonna give a massage? Him a massage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so. bizarre.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. So I didn't message that guy back. Yeah. <laughs> you're
2: like, I mean, no it's massage not like here. it's not
0: like I'm anti-giving massages, but you know, if, if that's, that's your expected, expectation, yeah,
2: yeah, you know. Weird. And that's,
0: that's the thing with like having, we're like, where's the line? It's because when you date a quote unquote, modern career woman, you also have to accept the reality that she's going to be busy. Yeah. There are going to be other priorities in her life sometimes that aren't you, you know, and I've run into that problem personally, mm-hmm. where it's like, look, I just, I'm sorry, but I've been running around all day and I just cannot
2: text you. And
0: that but That's has to the whole be okay. thing with
2: texting or you, you have to do it right back when, yeah. you, or somebody assumes that the phone is like by your head. Right. Yeah, and, and yeah, technology has really kind of thrown, messed us up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's wonderful things about it. It has caused a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Just access to also things that, like oh, pornography yeah. and all the things oh, yeah. that of course. kind of, yeah, to hijack the ability to be in a relationship. Right. I
1: think it was Professor Corbin that said hooking up is mm-hmm. this intimate act. It physically exactly. right, mm-hmm. and that is less scary than going and having a cup of coffee with somebody or admitting mm-hmm. going on a date or yeah. asking somebody on a date. like That's ridiculous. When we mm-hmm. have had our, our definitions of what relationship or intimacy even look like or vulnerability, mm-hmm. and if it's scarier to actually go on an in-person date with somebody than like hooking up with some stranger, there's something wrong, <laughs> definitely. But um, that is the norm. We don't yep. like society doesn't see that as, as a problem. They see that as what is normal. And if you're not doing that, what's wrong with you? It it's
2: a shocking line yeah. that that people have I think it makes them take well, it took our breath away too. It's like, wow, that's true. And yeah. and when you listen to it, you're like, That is true. Why is that mm-hmm. the case? And what I love about her, Professor Cronin, is she is not saying do not hook up. She is saying how about you go on a date? Mm-hmm. And, and she she's giving yeah. another option. Yeah. Here's another option. I don't even need to talk about hooking up, but I am going to tell you there are rules to it. That's mm-hmm. why I love her lecture. Is we all go? Oh, we don't want rules. I don't want rules to anything. I don't want to have any rules. That's not. That's God. That's not what God wants. Spirit of law. But really, there are rules in hooking up. Mm-hmm. There's rules of behavior. There's ways. Yeah. So we are operating yeah. on society standards of rules. That's okay because it's what. We want temporarily yeah.
0: that's so true that you sometimes you think you're being free but then at the same time you end up get trapped in the like mm-hmm. oh but what should I do and what is right and you know like oh but should I text the next day after our date or should I or after our hookup or whatever is it mm-hmm. is one day too soon Is 12 hours too soon what right. do I what should I say should I try to be funny what if he doesn't text back should I be heartbroken or should, should I just try to pretend like it was nothing and you know yeah, yeah that's very there true. there is There's so many. etiquette yeah there is or should says, I ask to see him again <laughs> or you know yeah. like yeah
1: she says the line, rule, set, expectation. And then for a postmodern society to be like, oh, no rules, no labels. It's mm-hmm. like, um, you kind of need some structure in your life. Yes, yes.
0: And, and I think that goes to show that yes. we kind of crave that structure. Like, we're all kind of craving to know what is the quote-unquote right thing to do. Hence the popularity of Chris's mom.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorite things is and she's like and they're going off and you could just like the idea of, it, of people going off on their wedding and they're on the back of the car and just this whole thing that used to be sure there were things that needed to be improved like she, like Professor Cronin says in the film but we just threw everything out right? and in the one way we're supposed to relate to each other you know there's no rule book there's, you go for an interview you get interview books you test questions like yeah. you don't just roll in usually or you don't get the job unless you're very good at that is right. you prepare yeah and like in anything you prepare for tests for school for work to get a black belt you know you can't just go sorry not going to do that I don't want to do that I don't want to do that I it's like no you have to do xyz to have so when people talk about the rules so much or even the church in general like mm-hmm. oh there's so many rules for the church and they're trying to suppress you and it's like you no know, it's trying to help you yeah. it, but it's been hijacked again as a bad thing oh, when yeah. it's really just guidelines to help you be happy yeah that's that's happiness that will lead to happiness you can try the other way which we all do and it doesn't and mm-hmm. you're like oh yeah okay yeah but this whole idea we're, we're operating mm-hmm. under rules mm-hmm. we just don't know it yeah
0: so what do you think speaking oh, of world a peace church, yeah, yeah <laughs> of course yeah how can, how can we solve <laughs> no. well kind of um, so what can the church do what do you think we need more of in the church to solve this dating crisis
2: Personally, mm-hmm. and, and in says it in, in her section with her girlfriend, where they're just having a girl's night, and like, they, they need to talk, the church needs to talk about it more from the pulpit in a big way. Mm-hmm. And just that's what we've been saying. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it, it's very true. It is something that, again, it's like this pandemic of. I don't think there's a great understanding of how lost, confused, and how much pressure is on single people and married couples. Mm-hmm. And there needs to be something, some guideline, even if it starts out with the dating assignment and then you get further in of like, what is God's design for all of this and how can I understand it better? But I think it has to be so simple now. Yeah, Something like the dating assignment, the dating mm-hmm. project not plugging my own film but to lead <laughs> conversation do. just to yeah. start the conversation like pornography there's so many things mm. and we don't ever hear about it we do not ever hear about how to be in re- I shouldn't say ever it's a blanket statement but I have heard very few on what it how I'm supposed to live single life oh yeah and and that applies to married life you know you can make it some sort of you know joint deal of how we're supposed to be in relationship but I think people are craving for it Totally. And in community are not living that way because everything you see is telling you the opposite. Everything is telling you live this way. That if if we heard more about mm-hmm. here's how you should be in a relationship, here's what it means to love somebody. And actually talk about tough stuff.
0: Yeah. And it goes so far beyond like, well, just be chaste. Or like, just oh don't gosh, cross the line. You know, because yeah. it's, oh it's so much more about yes. like, well, how do you treat another person even in the present moment in conversation yes. with human dignity <laughs> yes you know how do you love another person actively even if you're not married to them you know and yes. there, there are just so many things that we haven't really worked out and that we never really talk about I don't think and I think now's the moment though luckily it gives us a market
2: so yeah, <laughs> yeah right no, you need your podcast mm-hmm. and, and talking about those things we need and, and your documentary and Yeah. The, well I that's that has always been the hope that somehow it could get out there and somehow people could go, you know, I am going to. And listen, it's not as simple as just going on a date. There may sure. be serious things that you need to deal with. Yeah. That since pornography is so crazy oh, yeah. and Nine so out prevalent, of ten. Mm-hmm. that if there are serious issues, we'll address those. But then first. also like but emotional healing and. A lot of know, baggage. Yeah. And those could be the focus at churches as well of right. how do I heal from this? Because God does love you so much. I and mean, yeah. He loves us like more than we could ever imagine, we don't allow, allow that to happen because we can't love ourselves. <laughs> right. And have the healing at
1: church. Yeah. I can't remember who said it in the documentary, but it, someone said finding the right person starts with being oh, the right person. Neil Clark Warren. Okay. And I thought that was such a poignant... Mm. It's like one of those things like, oh, I know that, but yes. to, hear it, <laughs> to hear it back at you and to hear somebody say it at you, I think it's super profound. It's, it's that whole, like, be the change you want to see in the world. It Something has to start with me. I have to know where my trigger spots are, like, my baggage, where where I need healing. Yes, yeah. Everyone needs to see a therapist, yeah, yeah, you know. And it's an ongoing journey of, mm-hmm. of yourself, even in relationship, even in marriage. I mean, it's ongoing. We're not perfect. We're not going to be perfect until Christ comes again. And we also have to give grace to ourselves mm-hmm. and to each other. And I think it's yes. easy because I'm sure if you've heard our episodes on the revenge dress or anger, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's easy to blame the other person. But we also have to have that grace that people are different, they have different experiences, Mm -hmm. and we have to be loving and kind about what they've been through, and they may be taking it out on X, Y, and Z, maybe you're in that mix, but Mm -hmm. to also, know, like, okay, I'm gonna walk away, because this is a hurtful relationship, but to not hold baggage over that person and to know that you know we have to be moving forward in healing instead of always looking back in anger or wanting revenge or whatever it is Uh you know which is easier said than done absolutely so
2: yeah i think neil clark warren's it's funny that line you know it starts with being the right person is one of those will yeah but it's become so cluttered so much noise that you forget oh my gosh that's so simple yeah why is that sounding profound but it's because everything around you is the noise is yeah. is so loud that you've been, oh yeah I've got to be the right person and if everybody's judged one I think it was my cousin we were talking he was talking about a story where this guy had I think committed murder and then he got redeemed and but he said what if we were all judged by the worst thing we'd ever done and mm. nobody ever let you forget it wow That how terrible that would be <laughs> you know it may not be that you murdered anybody but what if that was what oh, well, so-and-so, That's yeah, yeah. this is the worst thing I've done, that's all I'm going to remember, of, like you said, Laura, to forgive, try to have grace, yeah, uh, and see where people have come from, because right. there's so much hurt. That's what I've found, too, just yeah. with people. It's like, wow, there's so much hurt in all of our lives, yeah. in relationships that needs healed.
0: Yeah. And then also having the courage, I think, to go outside of your truths, like you were talking about before, that the things you convinced to, the things you become convinced of become your reality that you, it kind of takes some courage to be willing to look at it a different way and be like, Oh, well maybe women do like nice guys, but maybe there are things that I do, you know, it's like maybe you think you're being nice, but you're actually coming off as clingy or maybe Mm -hmm. you think you're being nice, but it actually seems like you're putting pressure on you. Like you see, it seems like you're being manipulative or like you're giving in order to get or something. And that Mm -hmm. really comes off not very well so you know it's like instead of just sticking with your truth or like oh well all men don't men no men want a relationship or you know like men yeah. men don't yeah. want a woman that has mm-hmm. her own job or whatever you know like yeah. it's so easy just to get stuck in those ruts yeah and without having the courage to challenge them and say well is that really true and maybe there's something else i could be doing no <laughs> yeah. that's you know? right
2: yeah of ref- inward reflection
0: yeah
1: up then what's your takeaway with not just doing the film but maybe Mm -hmm. even viewing the film as a spectator but
2: I can say that it really had a profound impact on me in in ways that I know going forward I want to approach relationship and and those being too if you're not sure about something after a certain amount of dates to to let that go yeah to have more courage I'm not big on asking. I did have to do the dating assignment. That is not for this podcast. Uh, (laughs) But that's not a comfort zone for me, that I'm not comfortable, Is comfortable with that. But I don't think anything's wrong with it, because it's kind of a hint that you like somebody. So
1: uh, I really, I really... You do bring something up I wanted to say. I did appreciate that her, uh, Professor Corbin's assignment was to men and women.
2: And her whole thing is like, women do this too. You ask, you pay. Yep. So anyway. And and I liked that as well in... uh, Well, again, I'm not not as comfortable as asking, but that whole idea of it's a hint. And then if the guy's interested, for me, it'd be like, okay, well, then they can continue on. But I think the big picture for me was really how to approach relationship, how important it is. Of course, I knew this, but seeing the world and all the people that we interviewed and everything that was happening, how important it is to to really guard um, physically, to really be Mm -hmm. aware of how important that is. You know kind of that whole idea of how i think there's an over sexualization of our culture and how important it is me for me as a woman to uphold what i know to be true in that regard to hopefully help any man i might be going out with to to rise to that occasion as well and how important really how important that is and how, how much that has been lost or forgotten or just common occurrence of this this is just how you behave in relationships of really One thing I left with was, oh, we have got to, collectively. Speaking to the Christian community, we have got to be better. Mm. We really all have to say, hey, wait, no, this is important, and starting today, it's going to be different. That's big, profound... Impact of looking at this, of thinking of my nieces and nephews and thinking of what they're being told it means to be a young woman or a young man and reading How to Be Single, the movie How to Be Single. All these things that are telling them how to be, it's like, that's a lie. Mm. I think it's a lie and I don't think you're happier. I don't think it's produced more joy. I think more people are depressed and lonely. And I would say that is, you know, we asked one girl, what's the problem with dating? And she said, sex. Mm -hmm. And and I thought, well, I think that's a good one word summary. It's the misplacement I think of sex. So. And to really give people a chance to to go out with someone you might not be interested in initially thinking and the simple stuff from Professor Cronin of me evaluating myself as well. What what do I want? And do I want to be married? And if I do, I gotta throw myself out there more as well. So that's but right. I do think it's the over sexualization of the culture that has created A false reality Mm yep and that false reality is a narrative that has caused destruction yep and heartbreak and if you if we just took her assignment and said I'm gonna do I'm just gonna do this assignment how much less pressure you might feel to act in certain ways that you might not want to Mm. And just start there start simple because the simple has become so complex when it's like no it's okay to say I I just we're gonna go to coffee I'm gonna go home it's 90 minutes right and I don't have to worry about anything else right yeah and start a new script, start a new narrative, and it's not like oh, 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 hum, here comes you know the Christians with their chaste and purity, and all those things are good. But it's no, that's what it means to be human. Are you happier? Yeah. Just ask yourself if you're happy. And if you're not, say okay, well, maybe there's another way. Yeah. That I'm not hearing about. But I, like Cecilia, when she found out there were other people that felt the same way she did, yeah, she was so happy. Yeah. Like I don't know where they are. Right, but just to be assured that we are all out there fighting the same fight of just trying to live life in relationship and do it the way that we're called to and it's so simple to say and it's so difficult mm-hmm. to yes. do Yes. well
0: listeners if you try the dating assignment let us mm-hmm. know how it goes
2: and do it <laughs> you yeah, got two it. weeks yeah. <laughs> ask in person, 90 minutes or less no drugs or alcohol and then you should send these guys what she has them to do is send a reflection or call in, I don't think it's a call in. Like you could yeah. say what how it makes yeah, you feel. Yeah, you can
0: email us a reflection. Oh, that
2: would be yeah. great. Yeah, so Pictures she does with the show does podcasts Yeah. And mm-hmm. how do we see the film? So yeah. the film will be out in February mm-hmm. um, before Valentine's Day. Hala, mm-hmm. hala. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'll be in limited theaters. We'll know more about the distribution plan soon. But if you go to the datingprojectmovie.com, Sign up for updates. Go to the Facebook. Go to Twitter and follow us, and we'll keep you posted. Because let's get a bunch of people to the movie. Yeah, but to go on a date. Go then on a afterwards. date. It's let's perfect. take action. It's the perfect pretext. Yes. You, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, but thank you so much for having me. Oh yeah, this is what i are doing. yeah okay. yeah, this Thanks is this is
1: fun. It's an inexhaustible topic and totally. we need more voices talking about it. yeah, yep, you know, we're not alone in our confusion. Oh, right. No, <laughs> let's find the answer together.
2: <laughs> yeah, yes. And cool. that is so true. Mm-hmm. And when people start to go, oh, there's other people, you'll find we'll find more right that are saying, okay, cool. I, I'm up for a date. (laughs) Right. I am. (laughs) Taurus, (laughs) 5'7", 130, I'm going to lie about my weight.
1: (laughs) And with that, thank you, Megan Harrington, for joining us on Fishers of Men.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. This has been another episode of Fishers of Men.
1: If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please email us at fishersofmenpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com or find us on our website at fishersofmenpodcast.com. We are also on Facebook under Fishers of Men. Follow us on Twitter at, at LA Gone fishing or on Instagram at Fishers of Men Podcast. There is an underscore after each word. Please
0: also remember to rate and make comments on iTunes if you feel so inclined. It's really important so that other people can discover our podcast.
1: I'm Lars Mare I'm Mary Asher Burton. Until next time, keep swimming.